Welcome to our podcast. I am Linda Messer. My husband Ron and I invite you to join us in our weekly broadcast of A New Voice of Freedom. Welcome to Season 1 of A New Voice of Freedom, written by Ronald Keith Messer. This podcast is taken from a series of books written under the banner In Defense of Christianity. Podcast 26, taken from Chapter 4, Sanctification, Volume 2, The Law of Liberty, is entitled Keeping the Sabbath Day Holy. It is unthinkable today in our frenetic society to have a national day of rest once a week where the working world just stops and we contemplate spiritual things. But for the first 200 years of our history, keeping the Sabbath day holy was actually part of our American culture. In the South, when I was a child, we had the Sunday Blue Laws. I remember in Spartanburg, South Carolina, when the drive-in theater manager was arrested for opening his drive-in on Sunday. However, they didn't take him behind the drive-in and stone him. He was instead supported by a mob of young people who wanted to go to the drive-in. The Sunday Blue Law soon died and taken off the books or just forgotten and ignored, and with it, the last American sanctuary. Contrary to what many detractors claim, our nation's laws were built upon the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments are called by James the Law of Liberty. Of the Ten Commandments, number four is to keep the Sabbath day holy. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day, and hallowed it. Ancient Israel also struggled with Sunday blue laws. In chapter 13 of Nehemiah we read, Nehemiah 13, 18, 19 through 21. Did not your fathers thus, and did not our God bring all this evil upon us, and upon this city? Yet ye bring more wrath upon Israel by profaning the Sabbath. So the merchants and sellers of all kind of wares lodged without Jerusalem once or twice. Then I testified against them, and said unto them, Why lodge ye about the wall? If ye do so again, I will lay hands on you. From that time forth came they no more on the Sabbath. One of the purposes of the Sabbath day is to free us from the labor that occupies the other six days of the week. It is actually a covenant between God and man. In Exodus 31, the Lord speaking of the Sabbath day instructs Moses, Wherefore the children of Israel shall keep the Sabbath to observe the Sabbath throughout their generations for a perpetual covenant. It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth 
and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. Another of the purposes of the Sabbath day is to remind us of the creation, to remind us to turn our hearts and thoughts to God who created heaven and earth and man. One guide to keeping the Sabbath day holy is to ask, Is what I am doing on the Sabbath day reminding me of God? Recreational activities that detract our thoughts from God are generally considered in Christian tradition to be inappropriate on the Sabbath day, and once upon a time were reserved for the other days of the week. On the practical side, if it was necessary for God to be rested and refreshed, how much more is it necessary for man? How did we allow those who do not believe in God to rob us of such blessings? Keeping the Sabbath day holy makes the hardest of toils easier the other days of the week. Simply returning to the fourth commandment, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy, will do more for the worker than all the unions, all the laws, and all the designs of man. Imagine if the blessings of keeping the Sabbath day holy were voluntarily returned to our nation. The death of the Sunday Blue Laws in the South was the beginning of the end of a universal acknowledgement of the Sabbath day as a designated day of rest. Since that tragic victory of freedom from the celestial burden of keeping the Sabbath day holy, millions, because the Sabbath day became like any other day, lost their freedom to choose what to do with their time. They became slaves to the system. They gave employers the right to schedule their time on the Sabbath day as they did the rest of the days of the week. We lose more liberty in the name of freedom than ever we lose in the name of tyranny. Keeping the Sabbath day holy was the first national environmental protection law. From Mount Sinai, the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Leviticus 25, 2-5 Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When ye come into the land which I give you, Then shall the land keep a Sabbath unto the Lord. Six years thou shalt sow thy field, and six years thou shalt prune thy vineyard, and gather in the fruit thereof. But in the seventh year shall be a Sabbath of rest unto the land, a Sabbath for the Lord. Thou shalt neither sow thy field, nor prune thy vineyard. That which groweth of its own accord of thy harvest thou shalt not reap, neither gather the grapes of thy vine undressed, for it is a year of rest unto the land. From the beginning, the Lord intended for us to look after the land. In Genesis we read, And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. The commandment to keep the Sabbath day holy was also the first national health law and the first jogger's code. The prophet Isaiah tells us, Isaiah forty twenty eight through 31 Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary? There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might he increaseth strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. That is what we are primarily supposed to do on the Sabbath day. Wait upon the Lord. 
Consider the blessings of those who wait upon the Lord. King David tells us, Psalm 25:13 His soul shall dwell at ease and his seed shall inherit the earth. David also says that if we wait upon the Lord, he will Psalm 123:2 Have mercy upon us. The prophet Isaiah adds, Isaiah 58:13 through 14 If thou turn away thy foot from the Sabbath, from doing thy pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy of the Lord, honorable, and shalt honor him, not doing thine own ways, nor finding thine own pleasure, nor speaking thine own words, then shalt thou delight thyself in the Lord, and I will cause thee to ride upon the high places of the earth, and feed thee with the heritage of Jacob thy father. For the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. The Sabbath is also a reminder that we are all servants in one form or another, held captive by tyranny, necessity, work, etc. And only the Lord can deliver us. Moses said, Deuteronomy 5.15 And remember that thou wast a servant in the land of Egypt, and that the Lord thy God brought thee out thence through a mighty hand and by a stretched out arm. Therefore, the Lord thy God commanded thee to keep the Sabbath day. Remember, they were slaves in Egypt, forced to make bricks without being provided straw, subject to the whims of their masters. Like Babylon, Egypt symbolizes the world. It symbolizes the natural man rather than the spiritual man. Christ taught that we must be in the world but not of the world. Keeping the Sabbath day holy provides us that opportunity. Rather than Egypt, think of the workplace. Aren't we all servants? Aren't we all burdened by the heavy hand of necessity and the uncertainty of chance? By the responsibility of making a living? By the uncertainty of survival? Keeping the Sabbath day holy is a kind of covenant with the Lord, a promise that regardless of our circumstances, the Lord can deliver us. Where the burden is not removed, our backs are strengthened. By keeping the Sabbath day holy, we fare better the other six days. Regardless of the oppression, we grow stronger by keeping the commandments. We will end this podcast with a glorious promise of the Lord stated in Isaiah 65. And they shall build houses and inhabit them, and they shall plant vineyards and eat the fruit of them. They shall not build and another inhabit, they shall not plant and another eat. For as the days of a tree are the days of my people, and mine elect shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain, nor bring forth for trouble. For they are the seed of the blessed of the Lord, and their offspring with them. And it shall come to pass that before they call I will answer, and while they are yet speaking I will hear. And the wolf and the lamb shall feed together, and the lion shall eat straw like the bullock, and dust shall be the serpent's meat. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, saith the Lord. A precursor to the millennium is in observing the Sabbath day. All the blessings of the millennium are simply a restoration of the blessings we have lost by not keeping the Sabbath day holy. If we keep the Sabbath day holy, we are promised liberty, peace, 
prosperity, health, safety, the absence of fear, rich and fertile fields. As the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord, the millennium is the Sabbath of the earth, which was created by the Lord. One of the purposes of keeping the Sabbath day holy is to remember that the Lord and Savior created man and that he created the earth for man. It was Christ who said, The Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast.